This is the Film Slut Podcast. Hi, welcome back to the Film Slut Podcast. Um, my grandma's TV is literally blasting. I hope, I hope I can't hear it when I'm. Anyways, um, this is my October um, episode where I talk about movies I saw in October, and I saw twenty-two movies. It's not great, but like, oh, it's whatever. I'm on track to like my end of year 250 um, movies. So at least that's fine. But anyways, let's just start. Um, I saw Mistress America. It's this Noah Baumbach movie. And oh my God, this was so good. Like it was not like any other movie I had ever seen. The dialogue was so good. And the soundtrack was amazing. Everything was so good. I gave it five out of five. It's basically about this girl who goes to New York for college and then she um, starts hanging out with this girl who is played by Greta Gerwig. And Greta Gerwig is this girl's soon-to-be stepsister because um, each of their parent is going to marry each other. And so like they started they start hanging out and like getting close and stuff and it's like the whole thing is just about like meeting somebody who like you're just totally in love with and they're like your new best friend. And like yeah, it's one of the better Noah Baumbach movies, probably next to Marriage Story and Francis Ha. And Squid and the Whale is like really good as well. So yeah, highly highly recommend Mistress America. I literally could not find it for ages and then my friend had a link to it but if you do find a link or like an hd like copy on your library's like shelf or something please watch it it's honestly one of the best movies ever so yeah mistress america highly recommend and then i saw the day trippers which is this really indie movie from 1996 and it's about um this family and they basically go on like a big adventure in New York because they think like the daughter thinks that her husband is cheating on her because she found a love letter in his like um, bedside table so they go on this big adventure to confront him in New York and it's just like one of oh my gosh it was such a good time it was really funny in some parts such a good movie like I think it's 90 plus minutes it's just like the perfect like Sunday afternoon movie. Um, I saw this on Criterion channel, so you know it's going to be good. Like, I honestly loved that movie, The Day Trippers. And then, such a big disappointment, I saw On the Rocks, which is this new Sofia Coppola movie that just came out this year with Rashida Jones and Bill Murray, and it's on Apple TV Plus, the shittiest streaming site you will ever encounter. Um, I got the free trial for seven days and I literally got it on the day that On The Rocks came out and then unsubscribed like the next day. But yeah, On The Rocks, um, I think I gave it like three stars. It was not that great, honestly. I don't recommend. It's very lackluster and it's like full of white people problems. Nothing feels that exciting Bill Murray's character is exciting because he's pretty much just Bill Murray and he just plays himself like it's it's just hard to feel bad for somebody 
Oh, by the way, it's about Rashida Jones and she thinks her husband is cheating on her very similar to the day trippers. And her and Bill Murray go on this big adventure, blah, 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 to see if he's actually cheating on her or not. For me, it's just hard to feel any empathy for somebody who has like a massive apartment in New York and just has like this massive, massive office and who's like really rich and doesn't seem to have any other like big problems that they discuss going on in her life. And she's not that troubled. Like she just thinks that her husband's cheating on her and that's like the entire movie. So I don't know. I was just like, yeah, it's fine, I guess. But yeah, it's whatever. I don't, it's like, honestly, you wouldn't be missing much if you skipped it. Sofia Coppola has made so many better movies, like The Virgin Suicides is my favorite, Lost in Translation is great, um, yeah, Somewhere is like also really good, but not on the rocks. I think one definitely her weakest movie, oh, I mean, I feel like it's even worse than The Bling Ring, but The Bling Ring is like kind of iconic, so yeah. And then I saw the new Rebecca, which is on Netflix, starring Army Hammer and... Oh shit, what's her name? Oh, Lily James. And it was so hilarious. It was so stupid. I was laughing at it for like most of the movie. And my at the end of the movie, my mom was like, well, I just wasted my snacks on this. And like that was how disappointed she was with this movie. I haven't seen the original Hitchcock version. Um, apparently it's free on YouTube and I'm gonna watch it soon. But this was fine. Like the budget i feel like was so big like they really spent it on locations and like the set and everything but the dialogue was so painfully mediocre but if i guess if you want like a fun movie to laugh at watch rebecca and then i saw fight club david fincher for the first time with brad pitt and um edward norton i think um, I didn't like it that much. I think I gave it like three and a half. It's like a super ugly, gross movie, which I get because like that's what they're trying to say with like the whole like world and everything. But it was just like a pain to look at. And I get what they're trying to say with like consumerism and how you're basically like a slave to capitalism and like all that stuff. But like the whole thing with like this like masculine movement thing i get that it's satire but i feel like some people online really don't get that and their target audience is literally just the same people that they're making fun of in the film um the twist if you don't know what it is i'm not gonna say it the twist or like the big reveal at the end didn't even surprise me like i literally thought about it i was like i feel like this twist is like gonna happen and this is how it's gonna happen and it literally happened like that and the whole thing took like two hours and i wasn't it was so long it was very long i think the only like good part about fight club is like helena um bottom carter she was so good i loved her character she was like such a badass it's fine i'm just catching up on like david fincher stuff because i've seen most of his movies but i'm just excited for mank so yeah, speaking of Mank, I saw Citizen Kane for the first time as well. Quote unquote, the best movie ever made, most influential film, um, essential cinema. It was fine. 
it's not like of course it gave birth to like so many of like what you see now in movies i think i had a really shitty quality too so it wasn't an hd and i was just like oh well orson wells is super talented like not even gonna doubt that but the i'm sure everybody knows but like the rosebud thing genuinely made me sad for like five seconds and then i was done i was like of all things he picked his sled i guess but it's fine it's very dated like you can tell it's i mean it's timeless in a way but it's also dated like i don't think many people would care about citizen kane now even if it's so influential and like revolutionary but he had so much money like um the whole estate that he has like called xanadu i think it was so massive and like the way they depicted the amount of wealth that he had was like honestly so crazy i don't know how he was i don't know how he was so unhappy and how his wife was so unhappy if i was living in a mansion and i literally just played with like toys in the house or like did jigsaw puzzles every day in my own house in this massive mansion by the fire i would not complain like they like rich people don't know how to spend money honestly and like what he should have done with all that money is go to therapy and yeah that's my review on citizen kane and then because it was october i saw a lot of horror movies as well i saw um i saw the babadook which was not as scary as I remember. Some parts really creeped me out, but it was largely annoying for the most part. I feel like they could have done so much better with like um, the cinematography. It just looked so boring and it literally feels like this is okay. This is like not even intentional, but like the Babadook, the Babadook cinematography is what it feels like to live in the suburbs like in Australia. It's literally so boring. It's so bland. It's just gray everywhere and it's just like mm -mm, it's not pretty. You can just like oh like you can feel how hot it is and like how dry it is and just like the lack of energy disgusting. Literally disgusting. Um if you're really easily annoyed by kids in movies do not watch the Babadook because I literally was so annoyed with the child. I was like I would not care less if he died so yeah and then i saw david cronenberg's videodrome which is this like classic movie about technology and horror um it was honestly a really good time a lot of people in my class talk about this movie all the time i don't really have much to say about it i don't remember much of it honestly the special effects were really crazy it's like i recommend if you're into like weird um, sci-fi movies i think and then I saw Ready or Not, which I think came out last year. It's about this girl who um, marries this guy and then like their family plays a board game every time somebody marries somebody and then it turns into this big like murder fest in their massive mansion. I feel like they could have done so much more. The dialogue was so mediocre. They could have made it more funny or even more exciting and nothing much really happens. Like they build the suspense for this like big moment and then nothing really happens and like nothing takes off. Um, Samara Weaving is great but she didn't really do much. And like with the whole mansion they had, they could have done so much more with the space and like actually built actual suspense. They didn't really like utilize the mansion that well and that's what made me really mad because they had so many like cool spaces that they, they like didn't really do much with. Um, and then I saw this other Hitchcock movie, The Lady Vanishes. It's about this girl who 
um, oh my god, this is like the funniest, I feel like it, well, it came out like a long time ago, but it's like the most like old movie you can ever think of, like nothing is really that serious, but they make it such a big deal. Like, this lady meets an old lady on the train, and then she disappears, and the whole train's like, wait, we never saw the old lady. I have no idea what you're talking about. And the whole entire time, she's like, I'm not crazy, I swear, like, I saw this old lady. And so she's trying to solve this mystery of where the lady went, like, on the train. Um, it's not that great, it's not Hitchcock's best, but I'm trying to get through most of them anyways on um, Criterion Channel. So, yeah. And then I saw, oh my god, this was such, this was like such a crazy movie. I saw Climax which is this Gaspar Noe, I don't, I don't know how to pronounce his name, like horror, um, yeah, it, I would say it's a horror movie, and it's like literally the craziest like two hours you'll ever like watch. It's about a group of people, like a dance company, and they are rehearsing for like this performance or whatever, and after the performance they have this like little party, but then somebody's spikes the sangria with LSD and then everybody's like dancing and having a good time and then they just like start tripping out and it's oh it gets so messy and gruesome and just things just go like really like horribly wrong um don't watch this with your parents but it's so f oh my god it's genuinely like so exciting and it's pulsating the music is so good there's like music from like Aphex Twin I highly recommend Climax, actually. And then I saw the entire season of um, The Haunting of Bly Manor. It's not as good as Hill House. Hill House was so good. Like, I genuinely really loved Hill House. One of the best, um, like, horror TV shows. I didn't really care much about, like, anyone else at Bly Manor other than Danny and... Oh, shit, I forgot what the gardener's name was. Basically, the, the girl who, like, she likes in it and, like, they have a relationship. I didn't really care for the chef or whatever, even though, like, he's really hot. And the children were really annoying. And the whole story wasn't even that groundbreaking. Like, I wasn't that into it. Some parts were, like, really scary, especially the lady in the lake. Oh, my God. I mean, it's fine. If you have time, watch The Haunting of Bly Manor. If you don't have time, don't watch it. It's It took me forever to finish because I'm so bad with TV. And then the two foreign language films that I saw was Eyes Without a Face. It's this French film from the 1960s. And it's about this plastic surgeon or like doctor. And he has a daughter with a deformed face. Like she literally does not have a face. So he literally goes around um, Paris and look for like pretty-ish looking like women. He kidnaps them and cuts off their face and then puts their face onto his daughter's face. Um, even though it's like 1960s, the effects were so genuinely scary and like it was a really cute film. Um, I highly recommend. It's really charming. It's not that scary but- and then I saw- oh my god. I saw the five-hour version of Fanny and Alexander. It's the Ingmar Bergman movie. This girl, this was the most depressing thing ever. Um, it's about these kids that are growing up in Sweden, I guess. Is it? Yeah, I think it's Sweden. And they just have like, like everything at first is like the best. They have the best childhood, like 
everything everything's great they have like this amazing christmas like totally like upper class like they are rich like they have this massive christmas um dinner and everything and then things go horribly wrong and their family breaks up and like they literally live like the shittiest lives and like the whole journey the okay like also like ingmar bergman movies are so deep that you just like read one line of dialogue and then you pause the movie and you're like you think about it for a second you're like shit it's honestly like so groundbreaking i loved fanny and alexander i saw the um theatrical version which is less than five hours obviously and that one i think it's around three hours don't even bother watching that one like you need all the extra scenes and like it's just oh it's just so much better when you watch the five hour version which is like the televised version it's just so worth it like i did not regret watching the five hour version it's intimidating of course because it's five hours but every like little second and every shot it's just it means so much to the whole story and like yeah i highly recommend fanny and alexander oh and then i saw um the invitation it's by karen kusama who made jennifer's body so iconic this quote-unquote horror movie it was fine it wasn't that groundbreaking it was really predictable because like right from the start you knew something was like up and then it turned into this whole like thing about cults and oh, it was just like if you want a better dinner party horror movie watch coherence coherence is so much better than the invitation lots of similarities at a dinner party and weird things go wrong and like everyone doesn't know what's happening coherence is way better than the invitation so watch that but yeah i think that's all that i saw in october um i hope everyone's taking care of themselves thanks for listening i guess this is the film Bye. slow podcast